best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Talking Halos. I'm your host today, Jared Timms, and I'm joined alongside my co-host, my partner in crime, Nate Green. Nate, how you doing? Opening day. It is a great day. It should be a national holiday if it's not. I'm working. Oh, I didn't say that. I'm not working today. (laughs) Uh, Uh, You know, my boss gave me the day off. So lucky you. Lucky you. Lucky you got MLB Network on all day today. Really excited about that one. And guys, do not forget to subscribe wherever you guys are watching or listening. What's up, YouTube? Uh, Go ahead and follow us on all our social medias, Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. Hang on for this incredible ride of Angels Baseball 2023. We'll be with you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Well, technically Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday, but you guys get the gist of it. We'll be around all year long. Uh, Of course, we're going to have guests on along the season. We're going to have a lot of hot takes, I feel like. Hopefully no more negative Nate, as the Angels have put together a fairly Decent team. I don't know if I'm gonna call it good yet, but let's see how the season plays out. That already set, started with you don't want to set expectations too high. Really don't. I feel like every single season we come into the season. We every single season we come into the season. That sounds weird. Every single year we come into it saying, Hey, this is a good team. We got a chance here. We look, we no, hold on, hold on. Now we ever everybody looks back at it and it's like, wow, how did we say that? You look at the you look at the roster that the team has put together this year and you look at what it was last year and it's like how do you expect to win with a team like that last year i feel a lot better not great i feel a lot better coming into the season this year i think the angels can stick around for a little while that's kind of our first discussion here nate you think the angels can kind of stick around for a little while they played good baseball to start last season we knew that that would possibly come to an end looking at who they were playing and everything like that um but do you think the angels can you know kind of do what they did last year start the season off it's going to be tough. It is going to be tough. They they don't have – they've got some – their schedule looks like it's going to be like, hey, you got one or two easy guys, and then you got one or two hard opponents, and it's just going to go back and forth. So uh, I know you say this every year. Can they sit around 500? Of course, they can sit around 500 through those first month and a half, two months. But the big thing is if they my, – my biggest thing with this is can you – you're not going to win a World Series in – in April and May, but you can lose it in April and May. And I don't think people understand that enough. Like just because you start badly, that could be the reason you don't make the playoffs. So it is important for them to get off to a a decent start. I I do have some worries and we'll get into that obviously. Um, But you know, of course they can stick around. Like every team can stick around. I, I, that's what's so fun about opening day. Like, even if you're the Oakland A's or the Pittsburgh Pirates, you still think you have a chance. I mean, last year people were saying Baltimore has no shot and look at them. They were, you know, right there with it. So like, that's what's so fun about it is like everyone has a chance, you know, the game's not played on paper, thankfully. And, um, you know, we'll see. Yeah. You mentioned it already. The AL, well, you didn't mention it, but you said it's tough, obviously. Yeah. The AL, I think, is exceptionally tough, especially going through and trying to figure out um, what, you know, the, who, who to put where, you know, like the AL West is, I, I think, is is 
slightly up for grabs. We know the World Series winner came from from the AOS, but I think it's you know a little bit up for grabs. The Central, who knows what happens there? The Wild Wild, it's usually the Wild Wild West, but I think it's the Wild Wild East this season. Um, and then wild card teams with three spots. That's that's going to be a lot of fun. I think the NL is a little bit more um, a little bit more solved, but we'll go over that here in a second. Um, let's break down, I guess, the four main keys for a team to be a team. And you know, the Angels. So we go the starters, the bullpen, the offense, and the defense. Let's start with starters. I think the Angels have a solid three. That's fair to say, correct? Solid three. Yeah. I think they're missing a pitcher or two, but I think they have a solid three. How do we feel about starting pitching for the Angels coming into this? MLB.com ranked them 10th, tied for 10th with Seattle. Um, and I think that's pretty pretty fair. Pretty close. I, yeah. I think Seattle probably has a little bit of an edge right now. Who matches, this up, second. Who matches up better? Like, are, you, are we playing the matchups games? Or are you saying just like top five pitchers? Top five versus top five. I think ma- I think matchups, that's a lot of fun. Like if the Angels in Seattle played and you go one, two, three, one, two, three. What is it for Seattle? It's Castillo, probably Castillo Gilbert, versus Otani. You have Castillo, you have Gilbert, you have Ray, you have... Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're deeper in five with five. But I think matchups one, two, three are, are a lot more fun than... You have Kirby as well Gilbert. coming off... You know, his his rookie year, yeah. and then um, let's see who they. I mean, they got a couple different options at five. That's why I'm like blanking yeah. on who they actually are running out there. But Regardless. they have uh, Gonzalez is an option, and you also have Matt Brash who has started, Chris Flexen who has started. So like they they have some guys. But I think if you're going five versus five, the Angels win game one. And then you're looking at, you know, two, three, four, kind of up for grabs and five. You're probably giving to Seattle because I'm yeah. not a big Suarez guy. But say anything after five, you get to Seattle, too. You know, you're talking about flexing Marco Gonzalez, those type of guys yeah. being in that like yeah. six, seven, eight role. That's that's rough. But regardless, let's angel talk, angel talk. Yeah. Yeah. So 10th, I, I think that's fair. Um, I, I would give the edge to Seattle barely there. Um and I don't think Minnesota's in the top 10, which I think is interesting as well. I don't think Minnesota has that Otani type of guy, which is which is very important to have, to have a, a dude. And that's, you know, I, I preach that a lot to have a dude in the rotation. So um, they might be more well-rounded, but the Angels have a dude and they have some higher upside, like, you know, Detmers and Sandoval. If those guys hit like, like we think they could, if, if Sandoval throws like he did for Team Mexico... He's gonna be he's gonna be a tough guy. Two, he's gonna be tough. Two legitimate Cy Young candidates there. Yeah, in, a, in an AL, in an AL that's not that deep on the pitching side of things either. You, I mean, deep, but not like NL deep. I think the NL is a lot deeper than than the. Really, AL. you do? I think it's similar. I mean, I'm, I'm always. I, I mean, NL is always. Well, I, I think I think honestly, it was like six. Well, there were technically eleven teams. I think it was six American League teams and five National League teams. Because you're looking at Houston's. Houston's in there. Uh, New York is in there. Angels were in there. I look at an ace from an ace standpoint, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. If we're we're looking at ace standpoint, you know, Texas has an ace. The Angels have an ace. You know, you could look at Toronto. Obviously, New York has an ace. Um, And then Cleveland. Loose definition there, but um, but yeah. There's some guys. 
we mentioned though, like the angels pitching wise, I, I'm not, I'm not worried about one through three. It's anything that comes after three. I think that's fair to say, like, what is Tyler Anderson? That's a question mark. He came coming off a fantastic season, but what is he with the angels? Uh, Jose Suarez, we've seen the inconsistencies. He's been good late in the season, back-to-back years. It's the start of the season off that he needs to figure out that sixth spot that I know is not going to get hit all that often, but you still need to find. We're still going to make like 14 starts. Like well, that's that? a lot of. 14 it's a lot of starts. You're hoping for five innings out of that sixth starter every single time, right? And every once in a while, you probably get a sixth and seventh out of that. Uh, six still, to just disregard 14 starts is a lot. That's 14 chances you have to win or lose a baseball game. The Angels, yeah. you know, you could miss the playoffs by two or three games, and it could come down to did that sixth starter do his job? You know, like 14 starts is a lot. So yeah. to discredit that, I, I think you got to really look at it and say, like, if Davidson's on a short leash. If he doesn't do his job, we got to go get somebody else. Yeah. yeah. So let's move on to the bullpen here. The bullpen, I'm worried about death there. I'm worried about depth. I'm not necessarily I'm really I, not worried about depth. I'm worried a little bit about depth. After after the, the after who you have right now in the bullpen, there isn't a lot to pull from with like major league experience on the 40 man too. Like you can you can pull up some guys like Davinsky's down there. I I, I still think Evan Marshall, who hasn't pitched in since 2020 or 2021. Holder. Jonathan Holder, you have you have some MLB Caesar Valdez, technically. It's, it's not on the it's not on the forty man though, which is which worries me. So you have to make room for those guys, which means if you're making room for those guys, you're either DFAing some people or you have some injuries. Yeah, that's fair. That's that's the way that I'm the way that I'm looking at it. Granted, you got I mean even Garza. don't forget Justin Garza. Justin Garza. If Justin Garza is on the forty man though, so that might be one of the first guys you see up. Zach Wise uh, is on the forty. So but both you're worried. You're worried about the guys already in. They're, yeah, I'm, I'm not worried about depth because I think the Angels have enough depth when it comes to the bullpen. Uh, C-Rod comes back. He could be like, yeah. that's a reliever. That's I don't think C-Rod's a starter. I think C-Rod comes back as a reliever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've already seen the hype around Ben Joyce. Ben Joyce is outstanding. You'll probably see him at some point this year. Um, and, and then you keep going. There, there's a bunch of different guys that could that could fill in here. Maybe Silseth comes up and pitches out of the pen if if they need it. Like, there's enough guys depth wise. Bachman, if the Angels are in it late, you know Bachman could come up and pitch out of the pen. Um, I'm worried about the the getting to the. I'm really not worried about getting to the seventh. It's, so you're not. So you're not worried about anything at this point. Can they get the final six outs? I don't think they can get the final six outs. Well, usually you, you like you like the term closer. I don't like the term closer. I think I, I know you don't like the term closer, but Aaron Loop was one of the worst pitchers last year in Major League Baseball when it came to getting guys out when he came in with runners on. Well, Aaron Loop isn't in that situation this year. Is that you fair don't to know say? that? Well, if you he's if he's that. in that situation, he's pitching well. Then you don't know that. I, I do. You, you really if, don't know that. If Aaron Loop is pitching in high leverage situations, things are going well. I think not that if he's not pitching in high leverage, like if they if they use him, I don't think they will because I think he's a better pitcher than this, and I think that he wasn't one of the better relievers on the team. But if they use him, like Team USA used him in the in one of the what was Team it, USA big? used him in garbage time. Exactly. If they're using exactly. him in garbage time. That he's pisses not a good me pitcher off even year. more. Well, no, he's not a good pitcher this year if they're using him in garbage time. Right, and it pisses me off even more knowing we're paying him eight and a half million to pitch in garbage time. But so you have him; he's probably going to be pitching seventh, eighth, ninth inning. 
you got four guys that uh, I'll give it five. Five guys that are probably going to be pitching seventh, eighth, ninth inning. I'm going to say Herget's probably pitching late right now. They're going to give him a chance. You're going to have Loop and Tapera, and then you're going to have Moore and Estevez. Those are the five. I did not name Quijada because I don't think Quijada uh, can pitch in that role. I know he did last year a little bit, but those are the five guys that I think pitch in the late inning roles. And I have question marks about all of them, every single one of them. Herget, you know, we've seen it. He's been DFA'd before. He, We've seen the Angels have – these guys have one hit wonders that they, they come back. Hansel Robles comes to mind. Um, so I'm a little Vol- nervous with, with volatility. Him. I agree with yeah. that. Yeah. So who knows with him to pair? I never liked the signing. You can look it up. I, I've not liked the signing from the beginning. Same with w- loop. It's on your Wikipedia. Uh, probably so. Okay. It, it is on my Twitter though. It is. If you, if you deep dive in there, I, I remember saying that, Loop was not going to be good. That's, Interpair was not going to be good. That's fair. Um, For what it's worth, more, you, you've sold me on the depth. I'll say that. Like yeah. I didn't. I, I look at it as like I'm. I'm okay with what they have now. But if anything happens to the bullpen, it's like the offense last year. Like they're not made to lose anybody. But realistically, I think they can be made. They they are made to lose maybe a piece or two, or two for or a three. piece the two not to be bad. But um, yeah, I, I said volatility wise, it's it does scare me a. It does scare well, me a little bit. And the other thing, too, is Estevez. You signed him to be a back-end guy. Like, you can tell me all these things that you didn't sign him to be a back-end guy. No. Well, no when they, they signed him, advice. everyone was saying he was going to pitch in the eighth or ninth inning. I think Perry and Phil Nevin expected him to pitch in the in the eighth or ninth inning. And I still think they expect him to pitch in the eighth and or ninth inning. I wouldn't be – I'm not looking be, at his screen He could be great. Hmm? He could be great. But I think part of the reason the Angels signed him – there were two reasons I think the Angels signed him – one was hoping to get his numbers out of Colorado um, because when he pitched outside of Colorado, he was pretty good. Yeah. And I think the other thing they saw, and it's something he has struggled with, is, hey, he can when he throws the ball up in the zone, he is tough to hit. And guess what? He has struggled with throwing the ball up in the zone. Not every pitcher can throw it up in the zone. No. Like, it, it just depends on the guy. So... I am concerned with him. I am concerned with Matt Moore. Matt Moore's had one good year out of the pen on a team that nobody cared about watching. You know, he was pitching for the Rangers last year, fourth place team. They weren't really in it. Uh, yeah, it's high leverage, but it's not really high leverage when you're, you know, 18 games out of it. Hey, oh, so, hey, watch yourself there. You're going to make some people very upset with games that don't matter and stats. Shohei Otani and Mike Trout were on a bad team last year. You taking that away from them? <laughs> Yeah, that's why I gave Aaron Judge the MVP last year. But um, it, it is. Part of the reason I gave Aaron Judge the MVP is he was playing in important games. But right, let's about bullpen. keep going about the bullpen. I, I'm nervous about the, the the back half of games. I'm not really nervous about Jaime Berea. He threw well in his role last year. Um, Don't break what's not broken. Yeah, once, you know, we'll see what happens there. I Davidson, we'll see what happens there. But it's the the last nine outs of the game, how are they going to get that? Is it going to be, you know, to pair more and Estevez and, you know, then we're going to be holding our breath every single night. And that's, that's not really how I want to be watching games. Yeah. I like it. I like watching games that way. It makes it more fun. Not really. I'd like to know that the bullpen is sure. Um, And, and you just, you never know. I'm, I'm intrigued in this bullpen. Um, I, again, I, I, Depth is there. I think that if you start having some issues, you see Joyce real quick. You see Bachman real quick because, I mean, they I think they they really showed something in the 
T-Rod as well, depending on how he comes, when he comes back. The, the bullpen could become really good really quickly if, you know, the bullpen starts off bad. If that is, is that weird to think that? Like, I don't know. I know what you're saying. Yeah. It, it could be, it could like take a huge turn if the bullpen starts off not very good and you start having some issues there. So on to the defensive side of things. I think a spot that a lot of people overlook. Nate, I know you want to talk about a certain position. Go ahead and complain about that certain position that you want to talk about. No, no, go ahead. Start no, start with what no, you want start. to talk about. You can talk about I I think I think up the middle is gonna be and I think that's the only place you really need to talk about is up the middle, right? Yeah, like, and I'm gonna throw else is, up watching Gio Urshela start at shortstop every single day. I think I I think Luis Renifo and Gio Urshela are good enough at shortstop. I don't think they're great. I think they're good enough at shortstop to be competent there, right? They're not Andrew Velasquez defensively. They're not Levon Soto defensively, Eric Ibar, whatever you want to say. They're not a great defender, right? But I think they're going to be good enough. I think they're going to be below average defenders, and I hope they prove me wrong too. I th- but I think they're going to be below average defenders, but I think they're going to be good enough to be competent there, and the Angels aren't going to suffer too, too much. Um, the thing that worries me the most is the shift, and I, I, I'm very concerned about this. Nobody's talking about it, and I've said it a couple times. Nobody's talking about the shift, and everybody's concerned about the pitch clock, and we're still getting chem- uh, questions about the pitch clock and how pitchers are going to be affected. I honestly, and I'm going to stick to this, and I, 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 we know stats are going to come out around – around um in july about you know all hitting has gone up 30 points or not 30 points but like uh it's gonna go it's gone up 10 15 points um batting average wise and on base percentage has gone up and that's the thing that scares me the most is the shifting like i I think that if the angels can put the guys in the right spot then you know it's fine but the angels also have done a horrendously bad job of scouting in, in the past and where guys can hit balls. And, and I mean, we mentioned this, the member the David Fletcher hitting the right field. Now hot, he was to start the season off. And then all of a sudden the Astros put a guy playing T ball, right field, right down the line. And David Fletcher couldn't get hits anymore because that's where he hit the ball. Nobody found that out until the Astros put somebody out there. And then the rest of the league was like, Oh, we're going to play him uh, 150, a hundred, not even hundred, like 50 feet behind first base. And David Fletcher is going to hit us, hit it there the entire time. You know, that's what worries me the most about the angels is scouting and putting guys in the correct spot. And that's going to be huge this year. Yeah. And that's why I am really, really upset about Gio Urshela starting at shortstop because he's not a shortstop. He's a third baseman. He, and I think there are teams who could get away with him playing at shortstop. Like, like the, the Astros. That, well, I was going to say the team that comes to mind is the Dodgers. Good the Dodgers teams scout well. The Dodgers went out and got Manny Machado and put him at shortstop. Manny Machado is not a shortstop. He's a third baseman. And the Dodgers said, guess what? You're going to play in this position and this position and this position. And he played good defense. His defense went up from third base. And he was like one of the best defenders in third base. And his defense and numbers went up because the Dodgers had him in the right spot. And then he goes and his defensive numbers decline a little bit because... The Padres didn't have him in the right spot like the Dodgers did. So, and I actually, I think it was the Orioles who had him playing shortstop. And then they took his numbers when he was like a second year guy and put it when he was with the Dodgers, which is like year six. And his numbers with the Dodgers were better than him with the Orioles. So I think there are teams that can get away with um, Gio Urshela playing shortstop. The Angels are not one of them, knowing the way that they've done things lately. And that's what that's what really scares me. And 
when you start to look at it, it doesn't just affect, you know, Gio Rochelle. It affects Tyler Anderson. It affects Patrick Sandoval. It affects Reed Detmers a lot more than people think. I'm not going to throw Otani in this because Otani's a big strikeout fly ball guy. Not too many of his, his outs are on the ground. But Neither you're going to get Tyler Anderson. I, I, fly Tyler ball Anderson was the first guy I said. You, you said you're not concerned about. No, I said Tyler Anderson, Sandoval, Suarez, Detmers. I was concerned Anderson's about. A, I, Tyler Anderson's a fly ball guy. Half and half. Look it up. He does. Look it up. He's half and half. Striking, but that's fine. He he literally doesn't strike anyone out. He's yeah. it's literally like he he gets four Ks per nine. So if you're striking out four per nine, that that means you got to get out somewhere else. And he, I I want to say, if you look it up, I I think it's right about fifty fifty ground ball fly ball. So it, it when you start to look at these things where Gio Urshela is playing not in the right spot and. And he can't get to a ball in the hole because he's playing straight up. Now we're giving up hits. Now we're now we're giving um, up more base runners. All these things, and it makes it a lot tougher on Tyler Anderson, Patrick Sandoval, Jose Suarez, all these guys. Especially when Otani's really the only one who strikes out a lot of guys. Like Demers, we'll see how how it works with the slider this year. He's no hitter lot, yet. Two Ks, three. There's Ks. been a lot more. There's been a lot more swing and miss in those top three guys. There has. The plate, so, but we, but we want to see what it looks like in a regular season game. Obviously, um, so yeah, I, I think it's a way bigger deal than people are making out to be. People are like, oh, Shio Shello, who cares? And I remember being on this show with you and Derek the day the Gio Shello thing happened, and I said. I'm going to be pissed if Gio Urshel is the opening day shortstop. And here we are, March 30th, Gio Urshel is starting at shortstop. And, and you're pissed on opening day? Uh, Yes. All right. I don't want to watch baseball with you tonight then. Um, fly ball rate, 42%. Ground ball rate, 40% for Anderson, by the way. There you go. I, like I said, right about 50-50 for each. That's fine. And I'm fine with that. I am. I am fine with that. So let's get on to the thing that I am least concerned about and only have one thing to say about that is the offense. And I think if the offense stays healthy, I'm, I'm okay. Is that fair? Just stay healthy. Sure. Mike Trout, stay healthy. Hunter Renfro, stay healthy. Shohei Otani, stay healthy. Anthony Rendon, please stay healthy. Cause I want, I want Anthony Rendon to prove every angels fan wrong. That has ever talked shit about him. Is that fair to say? Yeah. You, but you're asking for a lot. You're asking for guys who have heard for I'm just asking for like 140 games out of most of those guys. Like if Anthony, I know, Rendon, if Anthony Rendon gives me 130, I'm cool with that. Like one DL, one DL, one IL stint from everybody, and I'm I'm okay. Yeah. Right. And as long as it's not all at the same time, that would help too. Well, I mean, it's like fantasy football. You put everybody like, on the bye week that week, right? I know, but it it felt like when when things started to go bad, it was like Trout was on the IL and Rendon yeah. was on the IL, and then you start throwing all these so, other guys. I mean, the Angels, they, the Angels are built a little bit differently than last year. I think. They are. Well, I don't think they can handle everybody being on the IL, but I think they can handle you know fifteen games here, fifteen games there. You know, as long as Andrew Velasquez isn't starting every day, as long as Levon Soto isn't starting every day, as long as uh, Joe Adele isn't starting every day, though I want to see what he can do. Mickey Moniak, same thing. I want to see what he can do, but I don't mind them starting 15, 20, 30 games this year if you have some injuries and they're not. You're not relying on those guys. We'll see. The offense should be fine. I do have a couple concerns with obviously Brandon Jury coming off, you know, 
the best year of his career and we're basically paying for those numbers and not like what he was. So obviously that's going to be a little bit concerning to me. Um, and then how are, how are some of these guys going to react to playing multiple positions and, you know, maybe only playing two or three days and then taking an off day. Like you look at some of these guys, like Fletcher's used to playing pretty much every day. Walsh is used to playing pretty much every day until, you know, he got hurt. Um, jury's about the only guy that isn't used to playing every day or plays third base every day, uh, typically. So that's going to be the biggest thing is how do these guys, uh, get used to not hitting every day in games? If it works, then, you know, it'll be fine, but there is a chance that it ends in a disaster. And we've said this before, big fans of consistency when it comes to guys playing, Every, uh, every day, especially when it comes to uh, the hitting side of things. and Well, especially when it's, like, obvious. Like, you know your role, you know when you're playing, but, like, there, there's just not really going to be too much consistency. Like, okay, Drury could – Drury will probably start against lefties at first base, mm-hmm. but you're going to have days where it's like, oh, you know what, we're going to start Drury at second base, we're going to start Fletcher at shortstop. And then the next like- day – I like the versatility. I'll say that. Like, I like yeah. the guys everywhere, and you can have different lineups everywhere. I, it I just like sucks that. going to the ballpark and knowing, like, hey, I'm facing a lefty today. From, from a player, where state. the heck am I playing? I knew. Oh, I knew. Am, am I in the lineup today? Like, yeah. oh, I'm. Maybe Walsh is hot. Like, let's yeah. say Walsh. Walsh comes. Walsh comes off the IL, and he's like hitting three fifteen. Yeah. He's got like four or five homers, and it's like. Oh, we're facing a lefty today. Walsh is going to the ballpark. Am I even playing today? Well, I, I mean, no. Let's be honest here. Like, if the Angels are smart, no, he's not playing against lefties because he's he's Mike Trout against against righties. To be fair, but like, he, seventy he WRC could play, play against a, an easier lefty. Like, I, mean, I I play the numbers at that point when I'm looking at splits. I play the numbers. Jared Walsh, the, you don't have to play against a lefty. That's fine with me. You know, you have if the dude is you have, if the dude is playing out of his mind, he's sitting over four hundred yes, in the last okay. week or two. Like, yes, if he's hitting a home run every at bat and it's against righties, then sure, like that's fine. There are exceptions, one hundred percent. There are exceptions, that, but Do that's it, what I'm saying. Like you're gonna have yeah. guys showing up to the yard. Like, am I playing today? Or and if I didn't I'm like, playing, I didn't like that either. As a pitcher, I didn't like coming into the park and not knowing. Like, hey, am I starting today? Like, I know I'm pitching. Yeah. Like, am I starting? It's a different mindset. I, I get it. I do totally get it. Um. With that being with that being said, Angels, what do we think there? Before let's let's do that last. Let's do that last. Let's get on to to our standings predictions, I guess, and we'll just kind of go down the go down the line. We'll give a prediction for each division, and then uh, we'll do some awards as well. Um, preseason awards. I think I won last year and got zero right. I think you lost last year and got one right. So that's <laughs> fair. Um, so winning, winning is we're playing golf now. Got it. Yeah. Winning is golf. Um, okay. It. Let's, let's start here. Let's make this little, let's make this quick here. Yeah. Um, cause I know the angels coming on here relatively soon. So, um, the AL West, who do you got? Astros. Astros. I'm in agreement with you. The AL central. I'm going to go white Sox. Oh, dude, we're the same again. Damn it. White Sox as well. I like the white Sox last year. I think they're, I think if they stay healthy, uh, they're, they're fine. The AL East. Blue Jays. Damn it, dude. The Blue Jays too. Okay. <laughs> we didn't even talk about. No, we didn't talk about this either. You guys, everybody thinks we talked I, about this. And I was, and I was literally going to. I thought you were going to say Yankees, so I was no. like, "All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make sure we're different here." No. And then I picked. <laughs> I mean, since I, I just watching the Yankees get hurt a lot right in the past like two weeks or so, I'm like, 
you know, you can't, again, you can't lose, lose in that. You can't win at the beginning of the season, but you can certainly lose. And mm-hmm. I think this is kind of where they lose. They're good enough to make the playoffs, but um, wild card one. Yankees. Yankees as well. Yep. Wild card two. I, I think Tampa gets it. Can you stop, please? I got Tampa as well. I'm not kidding. I already have it written down too. I have it written down. I know you guys. It kind of looked weird. And, and I and I guarantee. Oh, this, we're going to be different here. I this think. is where we differ for sure. Yeah. Wild card three. Go ahead. Texas. We both AL West teams. I think the Angels sneak in just because you have to win. You have to. You can't like this. You is, do. You have I, to. I just yeah, like you know, Boch is Boch has been great wherever he's been. He he continues I, to win. There's, there's not a wrong answer at wild card three. You could San Francisco, you, like you could have told you could have told me the twins and I'd been like, I can see it. You know, you could have yeah. told me you could have told me a bunch of other teams. I'm yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Let's get on to the NL, the NL West. Finally Dodgers. Finally nope, not dethroned. I have the Padres. Um okay. I just don't think the Dodgers are quite there anymore. Um the Central. Easy, I think. Cardinals. Yeah, Cardinals. I have the Cardinals as well. Um, as I got pups running around here, uh, the uh, East. This is, I think, this is tough. I East. think Atlanta. I got Atlanta too, but it made me. I had to think for a second. I did. Um, but with the injuries early to the Mets, I have it's tough. It's and tough Phillies there. are, you know, they're a good team as well. They, they are, they are. The wild cards where it gets crazy. I think this is going to be a lot of fun coming down the stretch. The stretch. The wild card one. I'm going to say Philly gets wild card one. Interesting, interesting. I got the Mets. I just think the Mets okay. are too freaking good. Um. Uh, wild card two. I think it's San Diego. Yeah, I got the Dodgers, so we just flip-flop there. Yep. Um, and then wild card three. I have the Mets. Um, and then we just flip-flop there. I have the Phillies. Yep. So yep. I mean, we're in the right vicinity there. I think I think we're we got the right mind of um same team space. AL champs. AL champs. I think Texas in a short series is going to be tough. I think Texas gets there. If if healthy, I agree with you. I, I man, healthy. You don't all- even have them making the playoffs. I, I'm make- I'm saying if if, hel- if healthy, it's, if it's- they get to the postseason and yeah. Degrom is healthy, mm-hmm. that's. If, well, that's if they get to the postseason, they're healthy, right? I mean, I think that's Probably a fair assumption so. to make. So if they yeah. get to the postseason, they're scary. I just again, I'm giving the edge to the manager. I think Bochi does a great job. Yeah. He's won in San Diego. He's won in uh, San Francisco. Like. That dude just knows how to win baseball games. So I got the, I, I got the Blue Jays. Okay, I think they're deep. I think they're good. I think they're ready to go to go win. Um, NL champs. Um, it's t- NL's tough, man. It really is. It That's is. gonna be a lot it, of fun. It, the NL's fun. It is. Um, I got, I went the Padres. I'll let you. think. I was gonna say. I, I think the, the Braves. I think the Braves get there. Not. You know what? Phillies, Phillies go back. Phillies again. I, I, Phillies we, I, we, I think we both had the Phillies last year as a, like that sneaker, we did. That, that sleeper team. We had Phillies, White Sox. They've gotten good, but man, dude, the NL is so tough. That that it NL is. is so much fun. I got the pod in uh, winning the World Series. I got the Padres. Um, I think the Phillies get it this year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you, I think the NL. I think the NL takes. It. I just think the NL is a little bit better this year. Let's get on to the awards. The AL MVP. AL MVP. It's I, it's tough, but easy. It, it is. I uh, Mike Trout. Mike yeah, Trout I, wins. The- I, I have I have Trout as well. I got Trout. Um, in MVP. though, you, it's hard to beat Shohei Otani, man. What he's doing, I'm I'm sorry. Yeah. Like Shohei probably win. obviously Otani could win, but the thing that could ruin Otani is depending on where the Angels are at, he could get traded. There could be some things that, that yeah take it. 
Yep. Oh, Trout's, not, get, Trout's not getting traded. You know he's going to have a 40 home yeah. run year or something along the lines of that. So, so stays healthy. It's 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 going to be fun. Um, I think Mookie Betts wins the National League MVP. I'm not wrong with. I'm not against that. I got Juan Soto. I love Juan Soto, man. Well, so you're good. you're on the Padre thing, so you you kind of yeah. need a Padre to win. Yep. Yep. I, I'm riding the Padres this year. AL Cy Young. AL Cy Young. Um, Eric Cole. Good one. I like it. I think Cole bounces back. He had a bad year last year, air quoting that. Yeah. Um, I got Shohei Otani. I think if he gets traded, he goes to an AL team. Possibly. Um, and I think that that just kind of makes a lot of sense. And he's a damn good pitcher. And if he pitches more than 170 innings, which I think he could, regardless of where he's at, I think he gets above that 170 inning mark this year. Um, I think he's got a good chance of winning it. Um, in El Cy Young, our favorite is what I picked. I'm going to let you know. You know our favorite. So you you went okay. You know who I went. I think and, you know who I went. And I think it's gonna be. I think Max is gonna win it. Sure, I like that. That's fine. I went Aaron Nola. Is that is that who you were thinking? No. no. Uh-uh. Zach Wheeler. Uh, I thought you were. I thought you were going back to like a Corbin Burns. Brandon oh, no. type of deal. No, I, I, I feel like I've picked Aaron Nola the past like three years, but I love Aaron Nola. He's so much fun. Um, this is going to be a tough one. There are a lot of interesting guys here as we wind this one down. AL and NL Rookie of the Year. I'll start. I'll let you think. I went very simple, very easy here. I'm playing the odds. Gunnar Henderson and Car- Corbin Carroll. I know there are a lot of fun names out there. We're already watching Anthony Volpe this afternoon. He looks like an absolute stud. Jordan Walker, Logan O'Hoppy. Um, can't forget to mention him either. Um, so what do, you, what do you got, AL and NL? Anthony Volpe steals it from Gunnar Henderson. I think Gunnar Henderson had it locked, and then Volpe made the roster, and people are like, oh, wow, like this kid's really good. Okay. Um, National League-wise, it it's really hard not to go with uh, Corbin Carroll. I think that's who I'm going to go with. Yeah, so Jordan Walker, watch out. He could hit 40. He could. <laughs> I, that's, that's a scary team there. So uh, I don't want to go win losses. How many games did the Angels win before I let everybody go? 80 um, what gets into the playoffs 80 I think you got to win 87 to get to the playoffs I think they finish 85 I'm going to go 80 82 and 80 All right, right. you're going to disappoint some fans I think just cuz I think they're a, a the third wild card team and they have to win 87 games I think they win exactly 87 games they could be a 90 win team they could be a 70 win team honestly like it it'll be it's a very interesting season I know we said this last year I don't want to get hopes up or anything like that Want to play realistic here, see what happens, let the Angels, if they win, fantastic. You know, we're going to be extremely excited along for this fantastic ride. Uh, Guys, if you could go ahead and follow us on all our social media, subscribe wherever you are listening to this. Uh, Let us know who you think is going to win all these awards as well. Play along with us. So, uh, again, thank you so much for listening to this podcast, guys, and have a great rest of your day. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? 
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.